So it's the 3rd of September. Dubai's amazing in terms of it's, you don't really have like seasons. You have hot and then you have not so hot. And we're kind of heading into the not so hot season. Which can we just celebrate that for a second? It's like a, it's been a very, very long summer. Let me tell you, moving in the middle of summer with three little kids, um, and all under two, and they're going to turn two soon, so I can't say that anymore. It's going to be around two. And uh, it was fun. A lot of people helped us with meals, which was incredible. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, uh, let's just say I won't do that again. Uh, please, please, Lord. But I'm excited because I feel like September always brings something of new life. And if you're taking notes today, I've just entitled it New Day slash Baptisms. And it's very apt that we're doing baptisms today because baptisms represents a coming out of the old and going into the new. And, um, and I'm, just a few things to look forward to. And obviously we've just seen the lead 21, which we've got very few spaces left. Um, please go sign up. We, we will make it available online, but won't be live online. So it's going to be much better to be in the room. Uh, we are this obviously constrained with space and parking. It's just the reality of being in Dubai at this moment in time. But it's going to be an amazing day. We've got Rob and Alette Boerter with us. They lead an incredible community in the Middle East in Doha. It's called Doha Fellowship. And I love having people who understand what it means to run church in the Middle East because it's, it's different. It's amazing to have these guys from Australia and, and, and America and South Africa, but it's very different. And, it's, and I think we've maybe even been a bit of a prophetic picture of what the world's church is going to look like in the future. It's slightly underground. You have to be a little bit wise on how you do things. But we've got Rob and Alette coming. Um, we've got community groups kicking off. I really want to encourage you to get involved in a community group. Um, we're going to kick off. We're going to probably start a few extra ones in and around the city. Um, there's going to be men's camps that will actually happen. Because last time, everyone was so excited. And then uh, Ryan pulled the plug last minute. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Ryan, boo. Um, it's, uh, it's <laughs> He's like, I'm never putting my name on that thing again. Uh, but we're going to have a men's camp, which is going to be lots of fun. Gil and Henro and the boys just always do an incredible job. Also wanting to do a family day in December. Just because, I don't know if you guys are, at least with me, I walk into the foyer and I recognize a few people, of course. But then I'm like, hey, how are you? How long have you been at City Lights? Your first time? No, I've already been here for a year. And I was like, for six months online. Before that, I'm like, okay. I, I just feel like there's, there's a little bit of a disconnect. Um, and we're doing our best to have people in our homes and, and all that stuff. But... I, I, just getting involved in a community group. So if you're known by someone, that's, that's kind of where my heart is. And, um, but yeah, we're going to have a family day, which is going to be fun. We'll see. Just We'll be getting all of this. And then we're going to have Christmas. Christmas is around the corner. It's too early for decorations. Some of you, I'm sure, that's already getting those boxes out. It's literally, it has to be only December, guys. Okay. Anyway. So Isaiah 43.18 says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Lamentations 3.22 says, Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish. For His mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And it's amazing that in... God is about new starts, new beginnings. Um, it's what baptism is. It's what salvation is. It's what the power of repentance is. That actually if you get before God 
and you repent of the stuff that's in, in your heart. And repentance, I'm going to teach a little bit later, but just it means to fully turn your heart towards Jesus. There's a new beginning. There's a freshness. There's, there's something new that happens. And we are slowly coming out of COVID, which is quite a nice thing. We still have to obviously here wear masks. And, and it is the reality, probably going to be the reality for a while. But at least there's events that are starting to happen. The cities come alive. It's amazing to be in the city where the, we obviously have this expo around the corner and there's, there's things that are moving forward. But we live in a different world now. And I, I remember quoting this from Ken Costa when, first, when lockdown first started. And he says this, Don't look for this year's birds in last year's nest. So the way it was in 2019, it's not going to be like that in the future. And I felt even in this, when we're going to go into the series in 2 Timothy, I felt God said to prepare the church to be strong and prepare the church for the future. Because it's, it may not get easier. I don't want to kind of be this kind of dude that gets up here and, you know, just turn to Jesus. It's going to be amazing. going to be blessed. No, it's going to probably get a little bit harder. And there will be seasons of toughness. But we, we as the church are, are called to be resilient. Um, the church has been battered worldwide. I, I've been sharing voice notes back and forth with a friend of mine in America in Southern California. He leads a community that kind of plants other communities and churches. And... Um, he, he said that they had to shut down one of their campuses, and he says it's, it's like across the U.S. during COVID, it's like churches have shut down. And then I listened to a podcast of some pastors talking to one another, and everyone's kind of licking each other's wounds and stuff, and just being like, it's been tough, whatever. And uh, they said, well, there may not be people when we come back, but there also may not be pastors. And it's been this real, like, uh, on one hand, an assault on the church, but on the other hand, I think it's really highlighted what the church is meant to be going after. The basics. Jesus, His presence, His Word, His ways, prayer, the simple things. Not about Christianity and, and, and uh, it's, we, there's a weird phenomenon we live in with uh, this cultural Christianity, but also, uh, what's it? When you're a famous Christian, there's a name for it anyway, I can't think of it. When you're, like, being a famous Christian and being an influencer, it's just we live in a strange, strange time. And I feel like the Father, in, in, in allowing this time of COVID to happen, whatever your theology on that is, whether God was behind it, allowed it, or my, my thing is that God allowed this so we can actually, as a church, come back to what does it mean? What does it mean to be followers of Jesus? And I've just been thinking again and again of the scripture. It says in Revelations 2.29, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. That's not just 2,000 years ago in Revelation. It's now. The Spirit of God is speaking now to the churches. He's speaking to you and I. You and I are the church. And we have to have certain ears that are able to hear what the Father is saying for the future. Because if I look in history, the church in, the, in, in these tough moments, whether it's pandemics, plagues, wars, is that the church actually shines brighter. And I was, I was lying uh, with my kids two, three days ago, and we've just got blackout curtains before that we had no curtains. And, and I was like, these aren't really blackout. These people ripped us off because there was still light seeping through. And I was like, man, I, I, I sat there realizing, like, no matter how dark the world's going to get, the, the light of the church and the gospel of Jesus will always shine through. It'll seep through the darkness. It finds its way. There's, um, there's this paint. There's a special paint. It's the blackest paint in the world. I don't know if you guys have seen those videos. But they paint like, uh, like an apple, and it looks like a shadow, and they paint this whole room. But the moment you creak the door slightly open, light shines in. And it's amazing that we get to be part of this remnant in this city, in this time, that, that bring the light of Jesus. And one of the ways we do it is through baptisms. It's the beginning of the new life. So there's three reasons why you get baptized. Who's getting baptized? Just raise your hand quickly. Super exciting. 
They're going to shoot off soon, and those also want to have a little spontaneous dip in response to the gospel, not just because you're feeling hot. Okay. So number one, that uh, baptisms is about a new beginning. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I think I read it last week, but repentance is an inward thing that happens in your heart before your Father in heaven. But baptism is an outward showing of what has happened inside of your heart. And it's, it's, it's showing that, that there's a walking way, that there's a new beginning. And I remember my baptism. I'd just come back to Jesus in the beginning of... 2001. Wow, that's a long time ago, 20 years ago. And, um, and I, I, I remember only about six months of following Jesus again, because I kind of followed him as an early teen and wandered away as I got baptized. And there was such a significant thing that happened from that moment. It wasn't like the, like the angels came and sang as I got out of this school pool. It, it was freezing. It was in the middle of winter. But something shifted in my heart. There was just, my heart was just set on Jesus. There was a new beginning. I love in Acts 3.19, it says, Repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, which is the, the crux of Christianity. Like, it's, it's the kingdom of God, but the God of heaven, through your faith in Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, your sins get wiped out so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus became sin. He took on our sin. He took on the world's sin, and he became sin. God turned his face so we can now become the righteousness of God. This is what happens when we celebrate baptism. And if you look at the Old Testament symbolism, you had had the Israelite people who were in slavery in Egypt. God raises up a deliverer, a leader, Moses, and he leads them through, through, the, through, the, uh, through the desert, kind of gets them out, and then there's a point where they get to the, the Red Sea, and it's like, okay, what are we going to do now? Moses puts down the staff. The, the Israelite people go through. We've all seen those Bible pictures and like our Bible book, our little kids' Bibles, and they go through, and they get to the other side, and what happens? The enemy chases after them, but then gets drowned in. And I mean, for me, that's, that's symbolically, like, as, as followers of Jesus, our previous slave masters of sin, of the ways of this world, when, when we, what we're showing in baptism is that it gets, it gets washed away, it gets drowned in the sea, so to speak, so we can follow into a new life. We become a, a, a son and a daughter of God in that place. We walk into the promised land. The second thing is a new family. So we have 1 Corinthians 12, it says, For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew, Gentile, slave or free, and we're all given the Spirit to drink. Now, obviously, talking about baptism and the Spirit there, but there's something about this that symbolically is that we get baptized into a family. It's why we, we like to do it in front of all of you, is that it doesn't save you. You, you get saved through faith in Jesus Christ. It's, that's, that's the thing. But there's something so significant that you're getting baptized in the family. If you look at when Jesus... It says that Jesus came down into, into the Jordan Valley and he's, and he's going to get baptized. And uh, there's this whole discourse between him and John the, Baptist, John the Baptist. And he says, no, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You should baptize me. And Jesus says, no, you must do it because it fulfills all righteousness. And what Jesus was doing there is that he was taking on humanity. He was, from that moment, was his, his stepping into ministry, a, a cutting off of the old life, the, the, not that Jesus ever sinned, but there was just family, there was, and he's like, now he's on his messianic journey to the cross, and it starts at baptism, and he takes on our sin. 
He starts to take on the sin of, of mankind. So when he dies on the cross, he dies on behalf of all of us. And Jesus fulfilled all righteousness as a son so we could become sons and daughters of God and the family of God. This is what we celebrate today. It's, it's, it's along with prayer, along with breaking of bread together, along with um, evangelizing, along with being in community and meeting each other's homes and reaching those who are far from Jesus. This is one of the key things in following Jesus. It's why it's always so powerful. And we're going to go into a bit of worship while the guys go get changed and get ready. And then we're going to baptize these, these people and then we're going to sing together because there's something so, 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 so powerful. I was reading, uh, I got a new Bible. Let me just celebrate this. It's my birthday this week. I'm like, I've got so many new Bibles. Like, I think I feel like I do this every six months. But this one, I'm not changing. It's soft. It's made from goat skin. Sorry, vegans. Um, but it's, it's amazing. And, it's, and one of the ribbons was, was in 1 Chronicles 15. And it's when David is bringing the ark back to, the t- back to Jerusalem and he's celebrating and it's, it's kind of recorded, I think, in 2 Samuel as well. And he's celebrating and it says Michal, uh, his, uh, which is Saul's daughter, his, his wife, is despising David because he's worshipping. But what David is doing is he's worshipping into a new day. There was a new day that was coming into Jerusalem. So I'm praying that at the end of this meeting, we worship Jesus like we've never worshipped him before because we're celebrating new life. Some of you may have, who are getting baptized may have been following Jesus for a while, but this is the moment where I'm telling you something is going to shift and something is going to change. Don't ask me how it works. Sometimes we just need to be obedient to His Word. And then my final point, told you it wouldn't be long, is there's a new allegiance. Acts 2.41, it says, Those who accepted His message were baptized, so immediately baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Colossians 2.12 having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you also raised with Him through your faith in the working of God who raised Him from the dead. So for those of you who don't know, there's an unseen realm. There's, this is not always our reality. There's Because God is obviously unseen. Father in heaven is unseen. But there's, a, there's also the, the unseen, uh, the powers and principalities, as it says in the New Testament. But there's like, there's the demonic, there's, there's stuff that's happening that sometimes you're like, man, we can experience it in life. You see it in the Old Testament, you see it in the New Testament, you see Jesus goes and he deals with the demoniacs and he, and he just kind of flattens it out. And um, there's something that we can't see that is in this er- in everywhere in the world. And um, I've been thinking about this and uh, there's a guy called Michael Heiser which I highly recommend he's an incredible author he speaks about the un- he wrote a book called The Unseen Realm which I've listened to twice and I still fully don't understand but I'm getting there and, um, but he says this about baptism he says baptism then is not what produces salvation it's an oath of loyalty to the risen saviour a public avowal of, of, of who is the Lord on the Lord's side in the cosmic war between good and evil It is also a visceral reminder uh, to the defeated fallen angels. Every baptism is a reiteration of their doom in the wake of the gospel and the kingdom of God. Early baptismal formulas included the renunciation of Satan and his angels for this very reason. And he says baptism was and still is spiritual warfare. It's a showing that who I'm part of. And we do it publicly in the natural realm and we all see it in the family. But in the realm we don't see it, it's like... You come up and there's, there's, there's something different. It's, and like I said, you don't get saved through it. You get saved through faith. 
But there's something so significant. Why did Jesus do it? Why did in the early church it was like the, the, the first thing that people did when they, when they believed in Jesus? You have uh, uh, Philip who meets the Ethiopian eunuch and he, he's reading through Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53 is just this incredible uh, prophetic picture of who Jesus is and what he did on the cross. And he says, listen, I don't understand it. I'm paraphrasing it. And then Philip explains it to him and he says, oh, there's some water here. Let's baptize you. Because there's something significant that happens in that moment. And I love what it says, that every baptism was and still is spiritual warfare. And this is talking about Jesus, Colossians 2.15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing them by the cross. Every time we come to Jesus, every time we're baptized, it's a, it's a declaration to the unseen realm that Jesus is one. That, we, that, that there's going to be a consummation of the ages and maybe we're getting closer to that than we ever have been. But there's, that Jesus is going to come in victory. He's going to come riding on a white horse. He's going to step down into Jerusalem. He's going to rule and reign completely. But we get to be part of the remnant that follow Jesus now while it's unseen. And it says we're blessed when we are like that. Because there'll come a time when our faith will become sight. Cool. Could I ask the worship team to come up? We're going to spend a bit of time worshiping. Um, in response to God's word and, uh, and then we're going to baptize people which is going to be awesome and fun so you may stand to your feet and then we're going to go straight into it